He kokunga fare e kitea, he kokunga ngākau e kore e kitea. A corner of a house may be seen and examined, not so the corners of a hut. Hena iwi o te omotu ki a koutou no tā wāhi. Nau mai hoki mai ki te whare nei a te ahikā. Ko Maraia Rakuraku ahau. I'm Maraia Rakuraku. And I'm Justin Murray. Welcome to Te Ahikā on Radio New Zealand National. With Christchurch still on our minds, this week we look at some of the post-earthquake relief efforts. We've got Ben Naya of the Port Nicholson Block Settlements Trust, which helped turn the centrally based Pipitia Marae in Wellington into an evacuee centre for the tourists it left it out immediately following the earthquake. Like I said, the community have, have soaked up the people you know, um, that require this assistance, and um, it's better to be more than prepared than underprepared, that's for sure. And... Um, yeah, you know, it's, it's fantastic that everyone's been looked after. Kia ora, Ben Ngaia. And then Mariah joins the volunteers on a mission to fill cargo containers destined for whanau in Te Waipaunamu. Lots of toiletries. Yeah. Where did these come from? Do you know? They're just like um, no. boxes and boxes of deodorant. Yeah, and they're just shampoo. from donations from everyone. Yeah. Gosh, there's clothing over there that's still got its tags on. Yeah, there's clothing, deodorant, Blankets. more clothing, like everything. Pillows, great. Yeah. Wellington-based civil defence kicked into action when it became apparent tourists would be transported out of Christchurch. A venue normally used for the arts, Toiponeke, was transformed into a welfare processing centre. They get off the planes, they get pulled out from the crowds at the airport. We've got special transport. They're taking someone to the airport and the Red Cross fill the forms in with them. So that's the main kind of tracking of where people are. And then they're brought here. Um, we had arrivals late into the night on Wednesday night where they went straight to accommodation at Pipitia and we had a conference room at a hotel up the road. But I mean, in the main, people have been wanting to be helped to get into hotel rooms. That's been, the, okay. that's been the, their preference, really. And while at Toi Pōneke, who should Justine bump into but the radio journalist Ana Tapiata. You may remember her as the host of Herodo. She was doing her bit. The volunteers that I've had are largely about cleaning up places where um, evacuees have been based. Um, and today, and now, we're at Toi Māori gathering boxes to put into the container that will be sent down to Christchurch. That's on the ground. What about the many businesses doing their bit to help? Dan Love, Managing Director of Iconic Kiakaha clothing brand. And we wind Tiahika up for today with a waiata written for Christchurch from two Kurakaupapa kids, Afina Kaiwai Waniko and Manarangi Mua. Nā reira e tiwi, koe a rātou hōtaka mō tēnei haura. Radio New Zealand News at one o'clock. I'm Hewitt Humphrey. There have been reports of a huge earthquake in Christchurch. We don't have official details yet, but our reporter, Jessica Maddock, joins us now from Christchurch. Jessica, what's happened? Well, Hewitt, uh, we were working in the Christchurch newsroom. Over a fortnight ago, on Tuesday, February 22nd at 12.51pm, Christchurch was once again rocked with a 6.3 earthquake some six months after a 7.1 earthquake in September. While no one lost their lives as a result of the one in September, this one was different. Many have died. Following the events of that day, the country moved into action. Trevor Farmer from Porora, Emergency Management Office. 
and Fred McCoy from Wellington Emergency Management Office. Kia ora, kia ora. Trevor kia ora, and Fred, what have been your roles today? My role has been to manage the Emergency Management Office in Wellington. And I've come in from Pororoa to help Fred and to work with um, the people in his office to coordinate the actions today. So we're here at Pipitia Marae. Could you explain um, the people that stayed overnight and, and what um, different areas in, around Wellington are, are hosting the evacuees, some of the evacuees? Yes, we have. there's been several um, uh, welfare centres. Uh, t- t- tonight here at Pipitia, we have only four people staying, although, um, of course, as you can see, there's... Uh, capacity for many, many more. One of the things that we say in emergency management that the definition of success is when you set up a welfare centre and nobody shows up because it means that the community has acted like a functioning community and and has absorbed those people that need somewhere to stay. So although it's frustrating for the people here, it's actually good news in the grand scheme of things. Now we have heard tonight uh, there's a handful of people coming in in via ferry, is that correct? There's been a range of um, information about ferries. Um, yes, there will be some people coming through, and they probably won't be coming through the, the welfare system because they've already sorted themselves out. So the ones that have come here have come pretty much with nothing. They needed some consular support for passports and, and maybe some funds, and then that immediate support, and then they slowly started to move away, most of them either back to their countries of origin or back onto their holidays. Trevor, Fred, thank you very much. Thank you. Before we move into the next part of this audio... Let's define a few things according to the Māori Dictionary. Marae Atia. It's a noun and it means courtyard, public forum. It's an open area in front of the whare nui where formal welcomes to visitors takes place and issues are debated. The Marae Atia is the domain of tumatauinga, the atua of war and people, and is thus the appropriate place to raise contentious issues. Now, marae atia is often shortened to marae, which according to the Māori Dictionary, is often also used to include or describe the complex of buildings around the marae. That can include, but isn't only, the wharekai, wharepaku, kohana reo. On the other hand, pā is maybe a more appropriate way of describing what is called a marae. That is, describing the complex of buildings within a prescribed area. Either way, one thing is certain. Marae, pa, are used to catering for uncertain situations. And Tangihana is perhaps the best example of this because of its unpredictability. You are never really sure of how many people will turn up to pay their respects. They might stay for the day or the whole duration of the tangihana over a number of days, so you won't know definitely how many meals or beds might be needed. So, as any host does, you rely on what you know and what you have done since no. You cook enough kai, you make all the beds you can, and have a plan B tucked away should you need more. Whatever happens, you always ensure there will be enough. So, in uncertain situations like civil defence emergencies, where an unknown amount of food and number of beds need to be summed up at short notice, pa, marae, are the perfect venues because of their experience in dealing with uncertain numbers and because the buildings, like whare tipuna and whare kai, are in one place. Therefore, it ensures that many of the guests can be fed, keep themselves clean, and they have somewhere to sleep. On Wednesday the 23rd of February, Pipitia Marae, Thorndon, Wellington, sprung into action ready to cater for the 80 expected Christchurch evacuees arriving late that night. 
The following night, four more arrived, and while during the days that followed, many evacuees moved through Pipitea, so too did Wellington City Council workers, members of the Port Nicholson Settlements Block Trust, volunteers and people dropping off donations. You know, we've been here all day, you know, and um, when we did have an influx of um, tourists um, yesterday evening, we, we performed uh, kapaka to them too, to, to kind of lighten the load for them, and... Um, because when they turned up, you know, they were, you know, they were fed up, um, wanted to have a shower, a meal, just get settled in. So we've tried to just give them a sense of as much normality from a Māori perspective as possible, I suppose. So, um, yeah, it's, it's been really good. It's been a real community effort, that's for sure. Yeah. So these tourists that, you're, um, that you've just mentioned, um, Ben, they arrived from Christchurch? Yes, we had, um, they started to come in at around about 10.30pm. Uh, Last PM. night? Yes. And then we had another, they came in drips and drabs um, for about an hour, and then about 80 came in at about 11.30. So we were kind of looking after them until, they, they pretty much went to sleep at about 1pm, and then we were basically tidying up the kitchen and getting that all prepared for breakfast, and, and that took them to about 3, 3pm. 3 then we, yeah, got kicked off again at about 5. So it's been really good, it's, you know, it's, um, despite it being a, you know, a, a real sombre um, experience, um, you know the, the passion from the community to support the to support this cope-up and you know all these people that have gone for a pretty traumatic time has has been huge. You know people donating their homes to to welcome visitors. Definitely times you know precious and um you know people are you know taking time off work to come here. You mean Lots people of, in Wellington have donated yeah. their rooms yeah. and their homes? People are just walking in off the off the street. Um, we've got a a, a registration um, office where people are coming in to. Register themselves, um, whatever skills they have. Uh, for example, we've had a lot of medical staff come in, um, a lot of translators, um, hairdressers, um, counsellors, all that kind of thing. You know, and um, it's it's been fantastic. Hey, mm. uh, one thing that um, you know the the people that we have had that have come here, the tourists, um, you know, they've really appreciated a lot of the toiletries um, that they've had. A lot of people have come in just with the clothes on their you know on their skin. And so, um, you know, we've got so much donated um, clothing. Um, you know, Salvation Army has been fantastic with, you know, bringing a lot of the blankets, um, you know, all the, uh, the linen, and that's all been prepared. Um, the people that are bringing in the towels, you know, they come every morning to clear them away and bring new ones. Um, yeah, it's been a real, real community effort. Really it's been community. fantastic. So we are in the Farinui of Pipitia Marae, and what is this uh, space going to be used for, Ben? Well, the main space here will house roughly about um, 250 people. It has that capacity. Um, like I said, we have our registry room just at the front, and, um, yeah, it's, it's got everything that people require. It's, it's generally quite warm. Well, you know, it is summer, and it is quite warm indoors. So we have blankets, you know, linen and um, pillows for everyone. Um, just over in the dining uh, room, well that's the kitchen facility we've got so much food that's been donated um, but we've got a kitchen facility um, which will cater for everyone um, what's really important about this kitchen facility also the dining room is that we from tomorrow morning we will have um, five laptops so people that do come in um, that have you know been affected through this um, especially the tourists yes. will get the opportunity to um, Skype and email their you know loved ones and and friends back home. So there's wireless facilities yes, here. Yes, yes. Um, so and then we, we're providing a lot of um, cell phone um, connections. Um, we've got a lot of charges and cell phones which have been donated, so they can make, you know, personal phone calls and things like that. 
Um, did you want to go for a walk? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Ben, you know, last night when, what, was it like 100 people stayed here roughly last yeah, night? Yeah, roughly about So this place people. would have been half, maybe quarter full? About, about, yeah, about just a third. A third? Yeah, basically. Um, but, hey, it was, it was really good. We entertained them last night with a bit of kapaka. Yeah. You know, um, just to kind of lighten the mood, you know, Definitely. and lighten the load off, off them, you know, from a, from a Māori perspective, eh? Um, but, um, yeah, and what was quite interesting about that, um, which we were kind of a bit taken back about, was that um, a lot of the um, the tourists that we had kind of broke down a bit, you know, and were quite emotional. It's it's all to do with the, um, you know, they said it was all to do with the hospitality being shown. The hospitality being shown by the nation, you know, from in Wellington. Um, it's been, you know, just... Like I said, the community have really um, come together, and um, and this was kind of just one of those moments which kind of took them by surprise. Because um, they weren't expecting to come to a marae, or did they know that they were going to come to a, uh, a marae? <laughs> well, they, from how I see it, they didn't um, know what to expect. They were just, yeah. You know, um, and you kind of understand that, you know, people are really hesitant about communal living, um, and a lot of people have um, gone, you know, towards, you know, hotels, you know, something a bit more intimate and private, and we totally understand that and we respect that. But, um, yeah, the people that did come, you know, they weren't expecting to kind of, I suppose, be be looked after in the manner um, that, you know, well, us as Māori are used to doing. Right. And, um, yeah, and, you know, I think they were quite appreciative of it. We were really appreciative to have them here, that's for sure. I'm with Ben Naya, and he's taking uh, me on a little tour. We've got the mattresses, blankets, the te mahi kai te tauta te reo Māori bags that you would have seen in 2010. And um, it uh, will fit approximately 250 people um, in this uh, whare nui. How many people are you expecting to stay tonight? Well, I spoke to the emergency guys, Trevor and Fred, and it was only four people? Yes, that's, we've, we just had confirmed um, yeah, numbers that about four people will be turning up this evening. Um, but that's great. What's fantastic about that is that, you know, the, like I said, the community have, have soaked up the people, you know, um, that require this assistance. And um, it's better to be more than prepared than underprepared, that's for sure. And... Um, yeah, you know, it's, it's fantastic that everyone's been looked after. Kapai. So, Ben, where are we well, heading here's to? Here's the kitchen facility. I mean, in the pantry, it's, it's stocked full of food. Um, you know, we, we've got more than enough food uh, to cater um, for people. Yeah. And um, if we just move down this way. Yeah, yeah. This has been really fantastic. And, you know, it's all been put together by the volunteers, of course. Can we talk but, about people who have donated kai? Yep, well, it, you know, like I said, a lot of people just came out, come um, off the streets. From their pantry. Yeah, um, you know, they've, they've brought bags of kai, you know, individuals bought, you know, just bags of kai wanting to, wanting to, you know, support the kaupapa. Um, also Pack and Save, you know, um, New World, they've got right behind us and lot of, they've donated a lot of food here also, so it's been really awesome. But um, over in this area we've got, you know, like just truckloads of... It's um, like an alleyway full of... Clothing. Yeah, that's right. So it's all the donated clothing. There's a lot of second-hand and new clothing which has been donated. And with, you know, people bringing in lots of food, you know, just already, you know, out of their pantries or being just, just been bought from the supermarket, well, people have bought, you know, bag loads of new clothes as well, you know, to, to support this. So it's been fantastic. And, and what we've done is, you know, you know, well, the volunteers, they've broken it down. Um, like you know, Done it in, in, little here, in the packs. women's showers and toilet room, you know, we have all the um, <gasps> toiletries. Um, it's like a table full of um, impulse shampoo, conditioner, deodorant. Yeah, that's right. Wow. And um, 
you know, that's what the, uh, you know, the people that have come here, um, the tourists have been really appreciative of, of just having the opportunity to, you know, look after themselves and, and you know, look after their hygiene. Because, and, um, as you said, they would have just come here with the shirt on their back. That's right, you know. And, you know, we've, you know the volunteers have broken it down really well. You know, we have underwear over here. Um, you know, over on this table over here, this is, you know, woman's clothing that's broken down into, you know, jerseys and, you know, you know T-shirts, dresses, skirts, so on and so forth. Same thing over here with the, you know... So um, it's basically fill a bag? Or? Yeah, basically. And um, so, same thing here, more, more woman's clothing... And just around the corner here in the in the men's um, uh, changing rooms, you know, the same kind of thing with the toiletries. Wow, toothbrushes. Um, it's just, it's like walking into a, a shop, really. Yeah, yeah. And, a chemist. Um, and just around the corner here, you know, just the men's section and, yes. and boys. Um, so what doesn't get um, used by uh, the tourists and or people that come here um, as a result of the, the crisis will be going to the Salvation Army and the Salvation Army will be um, basically pelleting it down to Christchurch. Wow, yeah. That's amazing. And the Sallies have helped out a lot oh, with the blankets. You know, they've been fantastic. You know, with yep, blankets, um, you know, coming here and dropping off a lot of, you know, clothing and um, food and things like that. You know, just just what people require. You know, so it's, yeah, it's been really good. So we're making our way down past all the clothing and where the toiletries are, and this is basically about a community giving back to um, the people who have suffered in the Christchurch earthquakes. Excuse me, Baba. Kia ora. Hello. Kia ora. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> and so I'm following Ben Naya, and uh, he's taking me for a little tour into the kitchen with a. Putting the winner hard at work. Yeah. So, yeah, here we are in the kitchen. We've got lots of um, uh, volunteers. And since we're only taking so few um, people um, this evening, well, the kapahaka were here, the children, Ngāti Pōniki Young Māori Club, and, you know, they decided to entertain us, and which has been really fantastic because uh, a lot of the, you know, uh, volunteers have been here all day and, you know, um, just hanging around and, you know, keep looking after the, the marae which has been fantastic so um, you know so it's a bit of a, um, a thank you to the volunteers just a small thank you um, for the huge effort that they've um, put in today and yesterday and um, yeah and so you know a couple of other performances put on for them by, by uh, the Ngāti Pōniki Young Māori Club So Ben um, last night when the tourists came in quite late were there people on hand to serve kai? Yeah yep yep we had the we had the kapahaka there and, and you know we're well, you know, we're adaptable people, you know, we do what need what has to be done and we had lots of volunteers. Um, I mean, what's, what was really important from their perspective was as soon as people arrived here that we made them feel um, as welcome as possible, as quickly as possible, and get them inside here, um, you know, tell them where, you know, it's obvious where the bedding is, but where they, you know, the toilets are, the shower facilities, know, to know that, you know, all the condiments and the toiletries are there for them, the towels, use them at their own leisure. The, the food was all prepared, um, you know, so just come and settle in as, as best as you possibly can, you know. Like I said, people were fed up, tired, wanted to have a shower, wanted to have a meal, and that's what we wanted to provide for them as fast as possible and just make them feel as at home as they can in this communal environment. I mean, for us as Māori, we're used to it. We can't say that for everyone. And so we were just trying to, you know, kind of monarchy them as much as possible. Yeah. How long do you envisage Papitia Marae here in Wellington, Central Wellington, to um, 
to be set up in this way for, the, for as long as it takes? Yeah, we're, we're on standby um, for as long as we're required. I mean, we're working closely with the um, Wellington City Council um, to make this happen. And, you know, the Wellington City Council have really come on board. And um, so, you know, we're here for the people, um, you know, the community. They're all here. Um, so, yeah, we'll see this through right till, you know, till the end. Ben, you would have followed, of course, TV, radio, what's been happening in Christchurch. How, how has it affected you, what's happened to our Te Waipona Mufano? Well, when it initially happened, well, the first thing that, um, uh, you know, well, I, I thought about was my family that are based there and, you know, um, what condition they're in. Um, fortunately, um, I was able to contact them rather quickly and, you know, ascertain that they're, they're very well. Um, despite um, one of my um, sisters, um, her house was um, destroyed, but the main thing was that she's fine and her children are fine. Um, so um, that was great news. Um, once that happened, well, you know, you kind of kick into uh, co mode and you just want to get, get in and just get the, you know, everything sort of uh, kicked into gear. And, you know, what we, all we're really focused on is just making sure that... Um, uh, the people that arrive, you know, that they're looked after. Well, we haven't focused at all really on the um, television. All we've relied on is people contacting us just to let us know, you know, the expectations on numbers. It's fluctuated, you know, throughout the day, and it's just natural. We understand that, you know, things are a little chaotic at the moment. Um, but, yeah, we're, we're just pretty much, you know, just focused on, you know, Afi Manaki, uh, making sure that people, when, when they're here, they're really respected and, and treated with, you know, hospitality. Kia ora, Ben Naya from the Port Nicholson Block Settlements Trust on hand at Pipitia Marae helping out. While there are the practicalities associated with dealing with an emergency at a marae, there's also the tikanga or protocol side. At Pipitia, in this instance, it fell to the chairman of Te Ropuka Pahaka Ngāti Pōneke, Bill Nathan. We're part of the Ngāti Pōneke Māori Association, which provides three of the six trustees of the Pipitia Marae Charitable Trust and that is the organisation which is totally responsible for the administration and management of Pipitia Marae. Kia ora. Pipitia Marae has certainly opened its uh, ringa ringa or, or it's, uh, it's welcomed its arms to the evacuees of the um, tragic Christchurch earthquakes shown through Pōhiri and Whakatau and Kapahaka. Aye, and so the chairman of the trust uh, the Honourable Mahara Okaroa. Uh, once the request had been made, was only too pleased to make it available and then consulted and advised all those associated with the marae to uh, what was going on and sought their help to assist in setting up and providing hospitality during the duration that they'd be with us. And that happened uh, last evening and has continued through to today and will continue on to tomorrow as far as I understand. Bill, about a, maybe a good half an hour to an hour ago we had um, a little bit of a, a kapahaka performance with the um, Ngāti Pōneke group and you were, were you as, tra- you were sort of the singer waiata and then ah. you would explain that waiata? What was the process there? Right, so um, first of all was that we wanted to welcome our visitors here and then we followed with um, items that uh, explained about the marae, explained about 
Ngāti Pōniki Māori Club and about those elders and ancestors that have been responsible for the setting up of the marae um, and of the young club since 1937, which was when the young club began. And so we acknowledge these and also uppermost in our minds were the thoughts of those that are now no longer with us and the events of the last two days and acknowledging those who had come, uh, many from around the world, to spend their time in New Zealand and whose plans have been um, wrecked and yet here they are with us and so we paid um, homage so to speak to those that have brought us all together um, under circumstances that we were couldn't have thought of uh, three or four days ago and yet here we are together and to enjoy each other and to give them some comfort and joy in this time of uh, tragedy within their lives. And you had all the little mukopuna um, as well standing out front we and we can indeed. hear them screaming <laughs> just, just a little while before. But Bill, um, you know, obviously these tourists who are really kanohiho or new faces Aye. to the marae environment and they would have been obviously traumatised and Ben Niall, I took a bit of a tour around uh, the marae ah, today yes. and he was saying that there is something about the welcoming the whānau here that ease, somewhat eases them? Yes, I, I think that is so. Um, I and some of the other members of the club have been fortunate to have been with touring parties overseas and we find that uh, we attract attention overseas. I guess it's because of our happiness. They can't understand why we're always laughing. Um, they... <laughs> don't always understand the makeup of our group which are young, both young and old, whereas many of their groups are all young people with say one manager who is an older person whereas ours we have different age, age groups right throughout and I think it's that which attracts the people overseas and now that we're on the other uh, side where we can give hospitality to others, we're finding the same um, uh, thing happens that um, our natural Manakitanga um, Ai, Fanongatanga, uh, um, just embraces them, and in a way that they that really touches them. And yet, to us, it's something that we practice almost every day. Exactly. But to them, uh, they find so much comfort and um, uh, relief within that. Kia ora, Bill Nathan. Meanwhile, on the other side of town in Wellington, a venue that usually hosts theatre rehearsals, dance classes and music recitals was transformed into a welfare centre processing tourist evacuees. So it's Friday now. How many people have come through here so far? So it's now three days since the earthquake in Christchurch. So we've had a few hundred people coming through here? Yeah. So this is kind so, of like a... So we've got, we've got a room here where people come into and we basically we sit them down and we tell them what we're going to do and what services are on offer here. So they fill out a form, you know, with our people here. Yep. Um, and we ask them about what their accommodation needs and transport needs are. We've got lots of food and drinks. I can see a homemade cake. Oh, yeah, we've got lots of bacon And some homemade cookies. Part of the difficulty <laughs> yesterday was we had lots of people rock up with lots of clothing and baking. And it got to the point where we were really struggling, when we were real busy. I saw the signs outside that said for people to direct their clothing donations to the Michael Fowler Centre. Indeed, yes. So the Michael Fowler Centre are doing this collection that's going off to Christchurch. Um, and there are other people doing collections. It's just that we got to the point where we had... You can see the size of this room is maybe yes, the size of a tiny. sort of basketball court. We had a third of it full of clothing, which was amazing, but it was just hard to kind of manage, really. Yeah. So the best thing is to take it downtown and make sure it gets to the right place. We've had... Um, you know, it was the Round the Bays run at the weekend, so we've got lots of uh, sports drinks and oh, stuff delivered awesome. from that. So, honestly, people have been absolutely amazing. It's been real humble.
humbling experience to kind of see people coming to the door. A lady was here just a few minutes ago and she was offering to take people on day trips around the city. Awesome. You know, so there's all sorts of stuff like that. So, Mark, I'm guessing with the amount of laptops that are in here, there's wireless. Yeah, we've had a... I mean, one of the issues we had a couple of days ago was that we didn't have enough wireless connections, mm -hmm. and CityLink through CafeNet have given us free access to that, so we've got little cards on reception. I mean, in terms of corporate response, has been amazing. So we've had... Um, so we've got things like snapper cards to help get people around. Um, we've had... There's a pub down the road, the Southern Cross, have given us little login things for people to go down there. They don't need to buy a drink, they can just go down there. So this is for these people that are coming in that are arriving with nothing, so... Um, I'm trying to think what else. We had some curries delivered and pizzas delivered yesterday from a restaurant, so it's been really cool, you know, once people have heard what we're doing. So as long as there's a state of emergency in the country, the centre will be here? We're just managing demand as it happens. There's going to be a flight arriving into Wellington, a Hercules, coming in at lunchtime. Um, it was a fairly fluid situation yesterday where we had flights cancelled and flights changed, so we're just ready to take people. Right. But it's fair to say that there's been a lot less people coming through here today. Okay. We've had a few, um, and this centre's really geared up for people from overseas. So but I the thing is, for them to get off the flights, and so that's for the Hercules flight, flights that, where they've been airlifted out. What if they're just people who've just got on well, they're, they're picking people as they come off flights. So right. some of the Air New Zealand flights, they've been uh, filling up with people who need to get out. So we've also the other people that we've got here, as well as people from the embassies, are people from the airlines. So we've got um, Air New Zealand, Qantas, uh, Pacific Blue. Uh, someone's just come down from Auckland from Emirates. So we've got the airlines here, and they're hooked into their booking systems so they can get people onto flights and that kind of thing. So that's been quite cool. And it's, I mean, we're in the art centre here, so we've got people like... Um, it was really cool yesterday and the day before. Um, these guys from Air New Zealand needed, needed wireless broadband before we got the deal with CafeNet and um, Takirua, who are the uh, theatre company. Cigar they opened them. up their office mm. and uh, they had people camping in their office. Young and Hungry had Qantas in their office. So it's been quite cool there. This is a great place because there's lots of little rooms, you know. We um, we managed also to get some more laptops in and computers in because, I mean, we're in the digital age now, so people need to be able to use their devices and get on Facebook and contact relatives. So we've got another three computers in. So we've got a like an internet cafe going in on in there so people can just use it for free. So it's quite a cool service, really. So people get off the planes and then they, are they being they taxied here? They get off the planes, here? they get pulled out from the crowds at the airport. We've got special transport. They're taking someone in the airport and the Red Cross fill the forms in with them. So that's the main kind of tracking of where people are. And then they're brought here. Um, we had arrivals late into the night on Wednesday night where they went straight to accommodation at Pipitea and we had a conference room at a hotel up the road. But, I mean, in the main, people have been wanting to be helped to get into hotel rooms. That's been, the, okay. that's been the, their preference, really. So who's Just because they're, they're travellers. Well, they do generally. But because they've got their credit cards, right? Yeah, you know, but, but where people haven't got money, we've been able to through... But it's positively Wellington tourism people who've been doing a lot of the legwork, really, and they've been able to say, look, this person's not got any bank details or any papers, um, and they've been able to sort them out with a free room until they get sorted out. So, And so, a lot of these people are insured through their travel documents. So it's important to point out that this has been a, a period of activity that's been about these people who've suddenly left, who are mainly foreign nationals. Now, there are other plans in place around how we... You know how we deal with people who are being evacuated. Who are being evacuated, and this isn't what this centre has been set up to do right. primarily. So. Right. So I guess you're constantly in contact with 
all the agencies about what's going to happen oh, indeed, when yes. it comes yeah. to a, yeah. if need be so the mass evacuation. Coordinated from the WEMO, from the Wellington Emergency Management Office, and we've got a welfare desk there. So my director uh, or whoever's sitting in her chair at that desk is kind of in communication with us all the time. So it's quite, you know, quite. Uh, organised. We, we, we're we pretty organised really in that respect in Wellington. I mean, it's feeling very organised. Because, <laughs> you know, we need to be prepared for these things and a lot of the emphasis is on individual responsibility but as a city council we have the infrastructure to be able to pull people in, you know, so we're ready, you know, to, to do our best really I suppose is the message. Have you been sleeping? Yeah, I was. we've been doing rosters so it's quite important that you have people on for a period and then you send them away and we've had plenty of Kai coming in, so that's been quite good. So, yeah. And you didn't have any family or friends affected by the earthquake in Christchurch? No, I mean, I've, I've lived, as you can tell from my accent, I'm from overseas, but i um, lived in New Zealand for about four years, and um, no, I know people who've been affected, and uh, there's that really cool Facebook site where people can check out whether people have been invited. I was listening on the radio last mm-hmm. night about that. So, no, no, so far so good, really, for me, personally, but we've certainly had lots of stories here. We've had um, people, some some very moving near-miss stories. We had a young woman yesterday who had been booked into the um, YHA in Christchurch. Yep. She turned up there and she'd had a double booking and she was sent away because they couldn't accommodate her. And obviously she And the YHA here. building is actually located with the old art centre as... Is that right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so I'm not sure of the, the details. And there's another couple, there have been a few near-miss stories, really, of these people coming out. And there have been, tragically, people who've lost people in their groups. So it's important. We've had victim support here. Yes. And, and they're amazing people. So, um, you know, they're here to kind of sit down with people and say, hey, how are you going? Um, do you want to talk and try and work out whether they need to share any of that? And I know down at Pipitia there's been a big focus at the Marai on... That approach, really, which has been great. Because you get quite a lot of solo travellers too, you know? Oh, indeed, yeah. And with with language difficulties, it's been um, important to try and have people who are, they call it emotional intelligence, don't they? You know, so we're tuned into people's kind of um, the look of people just to work out whether they need a bit of support. So, yeah. Kia ora ki ngā kaimahi o Tuiponiki. Former host of Radio New Zealand Te Reo Māori programme Hiaroro, Ana Tapiata is a chairperson for Te Kurakaupapa Māori o Namokopuna in Situn, Wellington. Part of their post-earthquake relief support was to free up the school's facilities for evacuees should they be needed. Aside from her role as board chairperson, Ana Tapiata was on hand as a volunteer at Toiponiki. Um, this morning, my partner and I turned up at Pipitea Marae. He went straight into the kitchen and they're preparing uh, fry bread, rolls, cake, enu, um, fruit. It's fantastic. And they've already planned um, tea tonight and lunch tomorrow. Um, myself, I, my job has been to ferry volunteers around the city. Um, the volunteers that I've had are largely about cleaning up places where um, evacuees have been based. Um, and today, and now, we're at Tui Māori gathering boxes to put into the container that will be sent down to Christchurch as soon as it's full. Is this also the place where um, evacuees are being processed? Um, we've been told that they get off the planes and get brought here. And then they do a lot of the um, 
um, getting identified what they need. Uh, apparently the um, ambassadors for the different countries, they're here. And then after that, people can leave here and do whatever they want. And so the people that come to Pipitia are those that you know, don't really have anywhere else to go. In what capacity did you, were you just at home thinking, I want to get involved and help? Um, we were asked, um, as a whānau of the kura, um, to make our kura available. It's Namukupuna. Uh, yep, uh, Namukupuna and Situn, to make our kura available if it was needed for evacuees, which of course we said yes. Um, when we haven't been required, and so uh, this morning um, we knew that of what was going on down at Pipitea and today we're both available to um, to help and so we thought oh well since we've got some free time we would go down to Pipitea. Māori venue, Māori people know how it works and so that's why we decided to go there as opposed to anywhere else. And you've got your trusty, your trusty uh, van's been doing the round. How many k's have you racked up, Anna? Um, well, we've made three trips around the city, picking up volunteers, dropping off things and taking stuff back to, uh, to Pipitia. But hey, easy. It's an easy job, eh? Yeah, they didn't want me for my good looks or my brains. They just wanted me for my waka. So right now I'm at uh, Toi Poneke, where the evacuees are being processed. And it's also a place where the volunteers have come to pick up supplies because this is a drop-off point in Wellington. And where the evacuees come in, identify themselves, and then from here make their way to either their temporary accommodation available or to hotels. And Ana Tapia is one of the uh, volunteers. Thank you. Okay, we'll move the van. We're just going to move the van because we're trying to get the boxes. Okay, shall I walk with you or walk? No, you can jump in. Oh, okay. So, right now I'm in uh, Anna's van. And Anna is. Um, volunteering today to cart stuff around the Wellington uh, CBD. So. Yeah, so at the moment we're just carrying uh, bags of clothes out of the room into Anna's van. Oh yeah, just take the whole box out and just let it go. Sweet. So at the moment I'm just helping Anna just load the van full of stuff. I've got blankets, pillows, books, duvets, socks. There's like a plastic bag in front of me that says Mum 30 Towels. There's kids' toys, books, Walt Disney books, Harry Potter books. Might have to put that on the floor. Blankets. Heaps of stuff, eh, mate? Yeah. Man, you're a good move, Anna. Okay. Uh, just then, can you throw me um, the pillows and the blankets that are outside, please? Sure, Thanks. sure. <laughs> so, um, if there's more stuff, just leave them by the door and we'll come back and get them in the second one, Nadia. Father Van's pretty full, eh, Anna? It's chocker. <laughs> it's chocker that people are sitting around uh, all the stuff. So 
So right now uh, we're leaving Toiponeke and with Ana Tapiata, who has graciously uh, let me ride in her van. Gracious. Graciously. Oh, I kind of just like, you know, turned up and <laughs> next minute. And uh, so we're making our way to Pipitia Marae at the moment. Her van is chock-a-block with blankets, books, clothes, everything. There's someone, Parata, who's probably re recuperating from Matatini. But you know, Justine, one of the things I do reckon is that this is when Māori, we really come into our own in an um, event like this. You know, it's like Tangi. We don't know how many people are coming. We don't know when they're coming. We don't know where they're coming from. But we just make it work. And I think that this is just one of the really, really wonderful things about being Māori, that we can actually do this. Yes. Yes. Tikatau. Then Nākwe Anatapiata, who, like the hundreds and thousands throughout the country, volunteered for the post-earthquake relief effort. Ka mauke te wehi. Take two cargo containers parked up at Papitia Marae, add donations coming in at a rate of one a minute, and you have a very busy lot of volunteers, as Marae found out when she dropped by. Hi, how's it going? Hey. Um, if you just want to bring in your stuff, we'll take it from there. We've got uh, clothes, toiletries, more clothes, toys and food. And what we're trying to do is get it into some order so we can pack it up and put it in the container for Christchurch, which is going tomorrow. Right, what time tomorrow? Uh, I'm sure of the time, early morning. So there are a whole crew of volunteers there are. So what I'm trying to do at the moment, we've just got people coming in saying we can do two hours, we can work all night. Okay. And I'm just trying to get... Organise people so we're at different stations doing different jobs so there's some kind of cohesion going on there. So is this a mixture of second hand and new goods? Absolutely. So people are bringing stuff from their home and people are actually going out to the supermarkets to farmers, buying stuff, bringing okay. it in. Yeah, so I've got some donations here and I think I'm going to go home and go and get a whole lot of stuff. Yeah, we are accepting anything at the moment okay. because they will all, you can see the massive container yep. that will be shipped down to Christchurch tomorrow and there'll be another one the following day. Because there was an email that went out saying just mainly wanting toilet trees. Yeah, and you're right. Like and then we've kind of noticed that baby food and baby things are a bit low, so we've yep. been kind of stressing for people to bring them. Okay. But anything at anything. all would be uh, appreciated. Awesome. Yeah, it's brilliant. Everyone's working really, really well, so okay. it's really nice Paul, to see. What's your name? I'm Paula Turner. Kia ora, Paula. Kia ora. <laughs> hey, can I take that one? Shall I just put toilet paper and stuff anywhere? Hello. Oh, Lots of toiletries. Yeah. Where did these come from? Do you know? They're just like um, no. boxes and boxes of deodorant. Yeah. And They're just shampoo. from donations from everyone. Yeah. Gosh, there's clothing over there that's still got its tags on. Yeah, there's clothing, deodorant, more clothing, there's like everything. Pillows, great. Yeah. Okay, this might be it. I've got my stuff here. Yeah. Fine. Thank you very much. So have you just come to volunteer? Yes. Yeah? Yes. Good for you. Thank you very much. <laughs> Alright, so this is where all the clothes. So could you just describe to me what you're doing? <laughs> I'm just packing a lot of food donations. Uh, so this is mainly canned food, right? It has, yeah, it has been going on since this morning. People just drop bags and boxes of food from everywhere and then we just sort them out, repack them and label them, 
and they put them out for to go in the container to go to Christchurch tomorrow morning. And people are just walking off the street and volunteering their yes, help as well. Yes, they just come by car, they drop bags or they walk in from everywhere, and uh, and that's 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 that. And, and you have cl you have clothes, you have blankets, kids stuff, toiletries, food, and it has to be quick, quick, quick. Okay. <laughs> At the moment, we're Sign filling up. a um, container full of. We're trying to get food in there as well as clothing and things like that. But basically things are just getting packed up as, um, a, no, as you're getting them right? No, or is there some no. order to it? Um, the order is, if there's non-perishable food, it goes out here yep. at the front. Um, so that's when all box, canned food. Yeah, when boxes are packed, they will go over there and people need to write on them what they are. Yeah. Might just see a whole lot of St Margaret students at the moment doing yep. that. Yeah, their teacher is around here somewhere. So the really the things that need to go are clothes and like hygiene products, food, we're trying to get food in there. So um, that'll go today, and we're accept still accepting donations. So if you've got anything, just so bring it is down. So it's like anything? Is it clothing? Um, mostly, is it shoes? Well, mostly clothing, shoes. We've got anything there from women's hygiene products to toothpaste, toothbrushes, yeah. bags, wallets, watches, anything you guys have. But we need boxes to pack the clothes. Lots of boxes, please. Um, so we can get it all in there, like and like tape, banana boxes. tape, lots of tape because the boxes need to be sealed. Yeah, boxes. Banana boxes are great because they've got handles. Yep, yeah, but the handles all have to be sealed up because the boxes, <laughs> the boxes completely sealed. Good on you, fellas. We've got photos. Head to our webpage, radioNZ.co.nz forward slash Teahika. That's T E A H I K W A. You can also go to our Facebook page. You'll find the link on our webpage too. And why not email us your feedback? Send an email to Teahika at radioNZ.co.nz. Kia kaha Christchurch. Kia kaha o tautahi, three words we've heard a lot of, and rightly so, since the Christchurch earthquake. But it turned out the saying, transferred onto a t-shirt, became somewhat of an issue. With post-earthquake relief at a high and everyone pitching in to contribute, I asked Managing Director of Kia kaha Clothing, Dan Love, what it is Kia kaha Clothing are doing. Well, kia ora, um, whanau. First off, you know, we, uh, we saw the tragedy that has unfolded um, over the last couple of weeks and you know we felt we needed to do something and um, we we thought about how we can assist and the, the biggest impact we can have and because we're, our mahi is in the t-shirt and clothing line of things we decided to um, launch a, a product with uh, Kia Kaha Christchurch and put it onto a t-shirt and raise funds for it. So that's that's what we're doing, and that's what we, um, you know, we're trying to, to raise as much funds as possible um, for the relief effort and the Red Cross. Now, Kiakaha Christchurch, I've seen that slogan everywhere, Dan. Yeah, it's um, it's really been the catchphrase for the um, for the relief effort and for Christchurch itself. And you know, it's a fantastic um, thing that people are using Kiakaha. It has so many meanings, and obviously, forever strong and be strong. Is something that you know needs to needs to be taken on down there because it's a tough time for everyone in that area. Now I understand there's some radu radu with another t-shirt company around the using of that phrase because as Kakaha Clothing, you hold the copyright to that. Yeah, I mean we've had the copyright since um, 1994 or 1995. We went through officially when we started, but you know the key thing for us was not about. Um, 
and it's in times like this was not about protecting the brand um, in a commercial way. You know, Kiakaha Christchurch is is above anything to do with Kiakaha as a brand in terms of our um, copyright and so on. So it's been really um, taken the wrong way, and, and um, we were never about stopping people saying it, and we were never about people using Kiakaha on as a fundraiser. Um, so long as it was as a fundraiser, and and um, you know we just wanted to make sure that people who were using Kiakaha for apparel and for bags and things like that um, were genuine. And you know the key thing for me is that we we had people approach us and say, look, we wanted to do some kids T-shirts as a relief um, to, to fundraise and on bags and so on. And we've got the copyright, but we had no problem with it. And and the key thing was that they approached us, talked to us about it. They, they showed us um, the contribution they were making um, to the relief effort, and we had no problem. And um, that's been taken, you know, that whole rarirari's been taken the wrong way um, about things. And unfortunately, it's kind of um, painted a, a bad picture of um, what Kiakaha clothing is about, and it was never the intent to stop people using it as a fundraiser. There have been media reports that a cease and desist notice was presented to the T-shirt company in question? Yeah, yeah, unfortunately there was, and it's totally inaccurate. Um, and, um, you know, we were very disappointed that that was put in the media. So what's inaccurate? There was no cease and desist order ever, ever given. I, I haven't even spoken to a lawyer about it. Um, the only um, thing that we did was we, were, we weren't um, happy with the people who were looking to use it at, in this particular occasion, using Kiakaha, um, we had, there's a lot of confusion coming through from people saying, um, we wanted the Kiakaha t-shirts, is it from you, is it from them? And we'd been doing the Kiakaha t-shirts for a, you know three or four days, and then this one popped up all of a sudden. We just weren't happy with that particular brand and company um, having having the rights to it. As I said, we've let other people use it, but we weren't prepared to, to let them. There was no cease and desist order given, that's totally inaccurate. Um, it was, to, it was, solely a phone call from myself explaining there was confusion around um, them promoting it and I didn't feel um, comfortable with that particular company having the um, brand name Kiakaha um, and pushing that and there's certain reasons for that which I don't want, really want to go into. I want to keep it positive and, um, you know, and in, in terms of the fundraising, that's what our focus has always been. Unfortunately, we didn't... Um, you know, we kept right out of the um, the whole media type of thing because we didn't feel that was the issue at the time. The truth um, would come out eventually, um, but there was never a cease and desist order given. In fact, I just made a phone call, never never spoke to a lawyer about it at all. So I guess just looking at the positive then, Dan, that what we have here is, I mean, at least people are wanting to use Te Reo Māori. It's fantastic, and, you know, the goal in 1994 when we started was to um, bring cultures together and um, and for Te Reo to be um, used a lot more in the, um, in the wider um, community. And at that stage it wasn't. You know, let, let's be clear, when we started, Te Akaha wasn't used by the majority of people. It was a minor, minority using and actually knew what it meant. And now it's the majority. It's fantastic. And, um, you know, we're, we're wrapped about that. 
but you know, we, we it needs to be used in the right format and and um, respected as well. And um, and people are doing that. And I think you know how they've said Kekar Christchurch. I mean, it's fitting, and it's it's great. You know, when we started, as I said, it wasn't being used. And when I used to go around selling to places, Kekar clothing, people would look at me and go, "Who? What's Kekar?" You know what is that? And that was that was for a good ten years, to be fair. And um, Michael you know, so, Campbell wore your T-shirt at the US yeah, Open when he won it. That's right. <laughs> and when Michael wore it in um, 2005, so that was 11 years after we started. Um, you know that started putting Kia Car into people's minds a lot more. That may not have been aware of the, the name or the wording Kia Car. And um, you know that's been fantastic. And now this has just shown how far we've come as a nation. Um, in the last, what, 20 years or, yeah, over 20 years. It's, it's great. My name's Dan Love and um, we're based in Wellington, Wellington-based company. And people wanting to purchase the, um, the T-shirts can go to our online store, www.kiakaha.co.nz. And $30 are the, t- the T-shirts are $30 and all $30 are going to the Red Cross and I'm proud to say that we've raised a, a decent sum of money for the Red Cross, and you can visit our web, um, Facebook page as well. But it's www.kiakaha.co.nz, and all $30 goes directly to the um, to the Red Cross, and people get a, um, a tangible product, Kiakaha um, Christchurch T-shirt, to show their support. You know, they're pretty cool, those T-shirts. Yeah, they're pretty cool, and we've had a good response. You know, people love the T-shirts, and they particularly love the fact that there's no profit being made by care cards going all directly to the Red Cross. And, you know, as I said, we've raised um, some good funds, and, um, you know, I just want, I'm just so happy that we can contribute in the way we have instead of, like, a you know, small token gesture, which a lot of people, are, you know, can do this way. There's a lot going down, and, you know, the, the kaka who has been well-received. Kia ora, Dan Love. For more information about today's show, you can head to our webpage, radionz.co.nz forward slash and you can listen back through our previous programs. Click into our archives. It's all on there. I'm Maraia Rakraku. And I'm Justine Murray, and this is Te Ahika. Students Tiafina Kaiwai Wanikau and Manarangi Mua of Te Kirukaupapa Māori o Ngā Mokopuna in Setun composed a waiata, Paiheretia, dedicated to the whānau of Ōtautahi. Just goes to show, eh, that the devastating effects at Christchurch is on everyone's mind, even for these two teenagers. Um, kia ora tātou te whānau, ko te āwhina kāwai wanikau tō kingwa, um, ko tongariro te maunga, ko tauponi a te ateawa, ko te arawa te waka, ko te iauhiu te tangata, ko ngāti tūwharetua te iwi. Asena tato kosoa ko manarangi Irene Moa to Kingwa ko hikurangi te maunga ko Waiapu te awa ko Harota te waka ko Hinetamate te marae ko te aitanga mahaki te hapu ko Ngati Pro Ngapuhi o Tira Waikato Ngaiwi ko Porangi te tangata Kia ora, kia ora. Kia ora kōrua, kia ora koutou ko Zach Beard, who are having the whare, uh, the music teacher at Te Kurukaupapa Māori o Ngā Mokopuna, and that's in Setun. We could start with you, Afi. Talk about the, the waiata that uh, you've sung for Tiahika, Paiheretia. How did that waiata come about? Um, well, this waiata is dedicated to everyone in Christchurch. It's pretty much explaining um, what they've been through and 
kind of showing, it's our way of showing our love to them, not physically, but mentally in a way. So that was just our way of showing our love to them and just wanted to let everyone else know about our waiata and all sorts. So, yeah. Mana paihiretia, what does that kupu mean? Um, usually when people use the word, they always add a kiterangi mari, which is peace in English. And um, we wanted to use it because we knew in ourselves, you know, we had a few little little earthquakes here and even that, the day after that, everyone was so paranoid, like, because we all knew about what happened in Christchurch and for us, you know, we never wanted that to happen here, but soon enough it might or will happen. And, um, yeah, we use this word because it means, you know, attaching something to something else. So we wanted to say, you know, please don't let it happen again. So, yeah, that's what the word means to me. Afi, when you turned on your TV after the Tuesday, you're watching the images or hearing about Christchurch earthquake. Um, what did you? How did you feel? Um, I felt sad. I felt angry for everyone who had lost their homes, for family members who had lost the ones they loved, for even seeing babies that never really had a chance to either grow up with their family or even mothers just losing their babies. It was just really sad for me. So, yeah, it's just something I wouldn't really like to go through, but it's something I wouldn't like to experience and all that. So the waiata is paihiretia. Now, um, within the waiata, um, what... Do you? What are some of the kupu, some of the words in the song, and what are some of the messages? Like, is there a direct mihi um, aroha to Cantabrians within the waiata? Mm. Like, can you quote some lyrics from the song? Well, the first line and most of the chorus that is repeated is Nokoto te karanga, and we say, you know, you guys have called out to us, you know, in a way that you need us, and most of the waiata is greeting to those that have passed and saying to the ones that are still alive, but obviously experienced it to just carry on and kia kaha. Now the two of you obviously um, have beautiful voices, te tangi o te waiata so uh, have you always loved music and singing and do you have a passion for that? Definitely <laughs> yes. a yeah. passion. How old are you quickly Afi? I'm 15 oh, and I'm 16. I definitely have a passion for music <laughs> um, I enjoy singing a lot I enjoy listening to music and singing along. Yeah, and composing music, I need inspiration, and there's a lot of that <laughs> around me. Yeah, mostly because we've um since we were like five, we've grown up in Kapahaka, so that's really like, you know, trained our voices, and now we get into like the bigger world outside of Māori. There's a lot of singing and. We really wanted to pursue our own music out there and see what people, you know, getting ideas and stuff just so we can grow stronger within the music world. Kei yeah. tātou ki tērā kia korua, uh, ko mana, uh, ko afi, he mihi tēne kia korua. Kia ora. So right now we've got the um, music teacher f- at the Kura Kaupapa Māori o Ngā Mokopuna, Zach Beard. Kia ora, Zach. Kia ora. So it's obvious that these two girls are... Well, they just said that they love music. They've got a passion for it. Uh, for you as a teacher, how do you kind of nurture that talent? Um, I've been very lucky in a way that 
I've only recently been a teacher at uh, Kura Kapa Vamari for beginning of this year. Um, although I have seen the music progress, as it was a very good friend of mine was their previous music teacher. And my way of nurturing it is to offer as many opportunities, such as this this opportunity to be here on Radio NZ and performing live and on radio, and encouraging in every way I can for them to put their music out into the public eye and, and, and share it with as many people as they can. They clearly have a, a lot of natural talent, they have a lot of ability and they have a lot of passion. And as their teacher, I, the only thing I can do is, is just encourage, support and nurture that talent in as many avenues as I can. It would be performance, um, through classroom work, through exposure to as many um, um, different genres and musical styles and influences that I can. And then just give them support basically is my role in this. Kia ora. Students Manarangi Moa and Te Awhina Kaiwai Wanikau, accompanied by their teacher, Zach Beard, from Te Kurakaupapa Māori o Nga Mukapuna with their waiata, Paiheretia. Anaira a manarangi mua with this week's Fakatoki. He kukunga fare ekitia, he kukunga ngako ekuri ekitia. A corner of a house may be seen and examined, not so the corners of a hut. This Fakatoki to me means that, you know, easily and obviously, pointing out the obvious, you can see the corners of a house, but um, so within the love within someone else, you cannot really show it, but within the things you do for other people, only then you can fully see how much um, someone has love for someone else. Ko tata mai te mutunga te ahikā mo tēnei wā. That's our show for another week. 
Next week, I'll bring you coverage of this year's Asia Pacifica 2011 Outgames. It's an international sports event where the participants are gay, lesbian, bisexual or transgender. Yep, from lawn bowls to dancing, we'll have more action from the Outgames in upcoming Tahika. And I'm also at the Memorial of Historian Judith Binney at the Museum of New Zealand, Te Papa Tongarewa. He mihi tēnei ki ngā kai kōrero mō tēnei wiki. Ki tā mātou kai rā wiki wiki mihini, nā mihi hoki mai hei tērā rātapu. Mai te whānau ātia hi kā ki a tātou katoa. Mauri ora tātou katoa.